Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and I have another amazing episode for you today. This is coming out of our NRB archives, National Religious Broadcasters, recorded there. And our guest today is Dallas Jenkins. Dallas is a friend. He's been on the show before, and he's here to talk about his new project, The Chosen, which is is finally available for you to be able to see. So after the interview, make sure and check this out. You can go over to thechosen.tv or or you can head over to VidAngel, which is the platform that's available on. And The Chosen is, I mean, it's literally like exploding Hollywood's mind. They can't handle it because this project has broken a world record on the most money raised through crowdfunding. And they have about 15,000 either donors, some of them are investors, that have come into this project. And the total contribution or the total investment through these 15,000 people is now over $10 million. It's never been done before. It's incredible. Dallas tells us the story today on how that happened. He also talks about really overcoming past failures. He talks about a, a film that he had two years back and, and how he thought this was going to really hit and it, and it didn't. And coming out of that experience, just what his mindset was and how that really led to The Chosen, which is now the, the really the, the, the first and only ongoing TV series about the life of Christ. There's been many series, there's been you know films, there's been those kind of things, but there's never been a TV show, an ongoing series about the life of Christ. They shot, it's Netflix style, it's, it's just fabulous the way they put this thing together. It's, you're going to love it, and definitely make sure and head over to thechosen.tv to check it out. Dallas also talks about, and I love this part in the episode, he talks about really learning to find approval in God rather than through critics, rather than through Hollywood, rather than through fans, all these things, likes, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's such an important concept for us today, for all of us. You don't have to be in the entertainment industry to to deal with needing approval from man. And I think it's something that's common to all of us that we have to learn how to overcome and recognize that we, first and foremost, we're living for him. And I think Dallas is just a great example of that. I appreciate his friendship, appreciate his work. I think you're going to appreciate this interview. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Cove. Head over to covesmart.com to find out more. My house is protected by Cove, five-star home security system without contracts or headaches. Head over there and you can check out their system, all the different products that they have from, from door sensors, window sensors, home cameras. You can tie it in with an app. I can pull up my house right now, flip through the cameras, see what my dog and cat are doing, making sure everybody's safe. I travel a lot. It's a really great thing for you know our family. I think you're going to enjoy it as well. Head over to covesmart.com. I want to thank them for their sponsorship. And with that, here is the episode, Dallas Jenkins. Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and I am here with my guest today, Dallas Jenkins of the new TV. This is like, it's a, it's a movement. It's a phenomenon. I mean, like the whole deal, The Chosen and if you haven't heard about it, you're living under a rock because this thing is huge. And Dallas, it's great to have you back on the program. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been quite a ride. So I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. If I, You've been on the show before. And if I remember right, I don't think you guys had started filming yet. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Not. I think it was right before you guys were headed down to Texas 
to film. You know, we talked a little bit about, because I, I shot a movie down at Capernaum Village, and I've now realized that the dumbest thing I ever did was not waiting, it, the, like, because I didn't wait till after you guys finished, because I've seen the pictures of everything <laughs> that you guys did and the set dressing there and just took it to a whole nother level. So yeah. I'm kicking myself for going before <laughs> you and should have been after. But how, I mean, this it's been a ride. I know that. Talk to us a little bit about The Chosen and what's happening and what people can expect. Well, it started with this short film that I did for my church about a year and a half ago. It was intended just for our Christmas Eve service. And it was about the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. And while I was doing that, I had this idea for a multi-season show about the life of Christ, but doing it from primarily the perspectives of those he met. So long, long story short, that short film was used to as, essentially as a tool for people to get interested in the series. And if they were interested to potentially invest all this money was raised through crowdfunding, which I thought was never going to work. I thought it was a really ridiculous idea. We ended up shattering the all-time crowdfunding record and raising over $10 million from over 15,000 people from around the world. And so we were able to shoot the first four episodes of season one in Texas. And you mentioned Capernaum Village, which is this set out in the middle of nowhere in Texas. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah, it's literally out in the middle it's of nowhere. It's like Copperheads. And right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole deal. Yeah, but this woman just kind of built this set that that people can can tour and, and see. It's a, it's a first century Capernaum village, and our first season is set in Capernaum. And so we shot there for a couple of weeks and then went to a stage in Dallas and shot our interiors there. So the first four episodes are done, and uh, are, we're being they're being completed now, and they, they uh, are going to be pre-released to the public in April. So it's been pretty much nonstop. I mean, from the time that we started doing the fundraising, while we were doing the fundraising, you know, the scripts had been written and so we're getting ready to shoot. And then when we're shooting, we're marketing the show. I mean, it's just been, it's been a little crazy. You know, I was thinking, I was getting ready this morning, thinking about our interview coming up here, you know, first one of the day. And, and the most important interview. The most important the whole we, week. We, I want to make sure I'm fresh for the best one. Right, so that's right, what we're right. doing here. And I was putting on this shirt that I have on here, you know, and so if you're listening to this on, on a podcast, it's a, you know, kind of a white dress shirt. It's pretty, pretty simple and, you know, crisp collar and everything. And I got this in Hollywood. I was there for an event and I realized I forgot clothes back home. So I went to one of these like, you know, suit shops in Hollywood and there was this guy there and, you know, some sort of country in the Middle East or something that he was from, or uh, I'm looking at trying on stuff. He goes, he goes, I tell him what I'm doing. He goes, this shirt here. He goes, it will be the most uncomfortable shirt that you own. He goes, but it will look the best of any that you have. <laughs> okay. And I thought that describes the filmmaking process if you do yes. it right, because it's so hard and challenging, the things we put ourselves through, but the end to be able to get something that you can stand back and go, now look at that. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad, who's the author of the Left Behind series and has written almost 200 books in his life, he says a lot. I'm not sure I love writing books. I love having written a book. And I feel like that way uh, you know, about uh, filmmaking is I, I don't know that I love making shows and movies as much as I love having made them. The process of The Chosen has been for sure the most rewarding project of my life because, again, the success in the, in the crowdfunding was amazing and miraculous and, and the first four episodes have turned out to be beyond our expectations. But the process of it is... I mean, 2018 was probably the hardest year of my life, which which many people would, would scoff at saying, well, you raised $10 million and you got to do your dream right. show. Right. How can you say that? But 
I had left my job at the end of 2017 without a safety net. I didn't know what it was doing next. I was hoping this show would work out, but we didn't know. Uh, so I, I didn't have benefits. I didn't have a salary. During that five to six month period where I did not have a source of income, we had as many health problems in our family as we'd had the previous 20 years combined. The shooting process was, I mean, I really, we, we really thought a lot about Exodus when God provided manna to the Israelites. And he specifically said, don't store up your manna because if you do, I'll, I'll, I'll make it rot. I do not want you to be expecting anything more than what you get each day. And so every day for the last you know year plus has been has begun with our hands outstretched going, okay, please bring the manna. And he always has provided just enough to get us through that day, but never more than that to make us comfortable. So this process, again, it's been very rewarding and we're excited to debut the, the, the series and people have been excited about it and the, the trailer has been exciting, but it has not been a fun process or a comfortable one on any conceivable level. Except for this interview. This has been fun and comfortable and a respite in the, in the midst of the storm. Well, that's really what we try to be here at the Lucas Miles Show is a respite for all the artists and dreamers and filmmakers and, and extraordinaires of the world. So what's next for the project? I mean, you, you're at this stage, you know, where, you know, what's, what are you walking through as you go forward from here. Right. So right now, as we sit and by, so if, when people are listening or watching, I don't know when that, exa- when exactly that'll be, but, but right now we are finishing up the first four episodes, which will be done probably in the next week and a half or so. We're here at NRB showing episode one, showing the trailer, you know, b- building up some excitement for it. Those first four episodes will be released as a pre-release the week of Easter. So they come out publicly, like on the VidAngel streaming service in November. But if people want to watch them in advance, Easter week, or you know, anytime up until Thanksgiving, they can purchase them. So you can see episode one for free, but if you, love, if you want to see more episodes, you can purchase them in advance. You can get early access. And the cool thing is purchasing early access to this show not only allows you to watch the show in advance and get some DVDs you can give to people, but also it helps fund future seasons. Because again, we, we're doing this outside the Hollywood system, so we didn't get a check written for $50 million to cover you know, several seasons. We just have the, enough mana for the day. So we've got enough to, have, you know, to finish our first four episodes, to get started on the next four. So we'll be shooting episodes five through eight, most likely in June, July of this summer. The, the scripts are being written as we speak. So you know, it's a nonstop process. You know, it's a daily process. So hopefully uh, the excitement level in April will be such that people can watch the show, but also by doing so can help finance future seasons. You know, I, I feel like that Hollywood, and, and you and I both know that that's not a city. It's a, it's a thing. It's this, you know. International <laughs> blob. Yes, and, and, and ever-changing in that regard as well. But, you know, for lack of a better term and just staying with that stereotype is, is it has a tendency to kind of perk up its ears when I think the faith community does something right. You know, we look back, the Passion of the Christ being, you know, one of the early ones in that, something like God's Not Dead, you know, more recently I can only imagine. And people are kind of going like, we didn't think this was going to do anything and it just did $100 million or, or something like that. Have you had responses from people that maybe that you didn't expect to either comment on this, see it, reach out to you that are saying like, what are you guys doing to do this? And how do we, how do we do it ourselves now? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because like you said, whenever these projects succeed, 
the ears of Hollywood don't perk up until literally the Monday morning after the box office results come in. I mean, all the way up until the results, there's just this, whether it's it's ignorance of it, not willful, just not really knowing much about it, or just a, a downright lack of interest. Monday morning, they'll go, oh my goodness, where did that come from? Now, to be fair, for every big success story that you hear about, there's also enough failures, including my own. I mean, I had a movie that came out a year and a half ago, or no, now it's, gosh, it's two years now, that bombed at the box office. And it had a little bit of fanfare going into it. Uh, it was done with some big production companies. They thought it was going to be successful. And it bombed, which is, of course, what ultimately led to this show. But when, we, when they heard, some people heard about The Chosen doing crowdfunding and they just ignored it. And they were even ignoring it when we were at 4 million, 5 million. Once we hit 10 million, it, there was definitely, like I've heard the phrase, uh, I've, I've heard a phrase that included a four-letter word from Hollywood uh, executives, <laughs> no doubt, no, no less than 50 We'll times. include that in the show notes. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> where they just, they'll go, oh, that's nice. What are you doing? You know, on a show yeah. and it's crowdfunded. Oh, nice. And then when we mention the numbers, they, they, they usually express some, some level of, of uh, expletive. But I've also heard from people who said, oh my gosh, I was just, I just had a meeting yesterday where this came up and how did you do that? And how did you like, so we've definitely had people reaching out because, you know, $10 million in crowdfunding where the previous record was 5.7 for sure perks up their ears, like you said. But again, I don't, I used to, I mean, as recently as a year and a half ago, I was really eager to know that and eager to, I, I wanted, whether it's approval or connections with Hollywood or Hollywood executives or producers or whatever. I genuinely don't care now. I mean, just just spiritually, I've arrived at that point where I'm not seeking approval anymore in my life. I mean, that's my own personal journey that's happened over the last two years. And so we, we're not even really paying attention to that. We're just really focused on our audience and our partners and the 15,000 people who who spent the money and took the time to partner with us. And so when, when, when someone reaches out, we're like, yeah, yeah, here's what happened, but we don't we don't need that affirmation that. anymore. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think that that's a, anytime a project gets to that place or we get to that place personally, you know, and that we can just stay in our lane and not have to, you know, worry about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And uh, if someone is, came along and said, Oh my goodness, now we want to actually put up $10 million for, for season two, we would, it would not be an easy decision and we would probably just say yeah maybe i don't know that we want to do it our that people way. will call your people yeah right, kind of thing. Right, that, yeah. i think that's the appropriate response yeah, there. exactly our fifteen thousand investors will call <laughs> we'll call your fifteen thousand uh investors but yeah i think we really I, I think we like this notion of of having being able to maintain the control of the project we really want to protect that I and mean, we just had a meeting last night all the partners the five of us where we were just saying we, we want to make sure that if this thing continues to grow that we don't let that get ahead of us, that we are really maintaining our focus on doing this for the Lord, doing this with the, for the right reasons, and, and, and maintaining our integrity and care for the, the people who got us here. Cove is the number one rated home security system in the nation. With a simple setup process, you're safe in minutes. At only $15 a month and no long-term contracts, you don't have to break the bank to get your home protected. From a, you know, because, I, and, and I think the people that are drawn to my show are, they're entrepreneurial, they, they're dreamers, they, they like supporting Christian film projects, TV, etc. And I think they also like hearing the behind the scenes of, of what those things go through. Be, and, you know, of course, we want to cover before we're done, the when and where and go to this website and, you know, these sort of things. But 
I know a lot of the people on the team that you've assembled, just some phenomenal people, you know, and, and guys like, you know, one of your executive producers, Matthew Faraci, also having Rabbi Jason Sobel being part of this. Talk to me about the team process, because I think that it's, I see a lot of filmmakers or, and even a lot of business owners being kind of an army of one. And, and, and I, one of my favorite quotes is working alone has its benefits, but survival is not one of them. (laughs) And so, you know, how has this team process been for you guys in really seeing the success of The Chosen come up? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have happened without it. Um, So Matthew is the one who was not only friends with me and had worked with me before, but he also worked with VidAngel, which is the streaming service, this kind of on-the-rise streaming service that he was working with. And the Harmon brothers who own VidAngel also own one of the most successful viral video marketing agencies in the world. I met Neil last night. I got to talk to him for quite a while. This is the first time. So they've done... Poopery and and squatty potty and purple mattress and all these huge and I have a purple pillow and I like it yeah well then they they you may have heard of it because of them I mean that's these 100%. guys these guys are amazing and so when they saw the pilot episode the Christmas episode that we did they flipped out and saw like immediately saw the vision for this they're the it was their idea to do the crowdfunding they're outside the box thinkers they're some of the smartest guys I've ever met in this business or outside this business they connected me with my current partner, Daryl Eaves, who's one of the top social media branding experts and consultants in the world. So it's this team of, like you said, entrepreneurs, marketing guys, but all in slightly different fields with slightly different strengths and weaknesses. And we all combined pretty quickly and you know, kind of filled in each other's gaps pretty quickly and pretty astonishingly. And so it's been awesome for me personally, because I... I really get a chance to oftentimes be wrong. You know, I'm oftentimes outflanked by my partners who come up with better ideas than I have. And that's a really comforting place to be. Because again, for an entrepreneur like myself or someone who's oftentimes been the main guy at the table organizing everything, I'm not that good. You know, like I'm, I'm good at some things and I'm not falsely modest about that. I have some strengths that I'm proud of and that I utilize to the best of my ability. But when I'm having to do other things that are not my wheelhouse, it's a scary place to be. I don't, I don't have that kind of pride that says I can do it all. So having these guys, and they, again, they're the ones who said this crowdfunding thing is going to work. And I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, I, I really, so I was, I, and this is one of those cases where I was very happy to be very wrong. What was it like for you trusting that process? Because I mean, you know, when you're, you know, when you have that artistic bent, you have this dream, this vision that you want to bring about and somebody goes, let's do it like this. You know, there's that thought in the back of your mind, you know, of, well, I got to make sure and protect this baby here that I'm, you know, you know, cultivating. And what was that like for you emotionally going through that? Well, that's the beauty of it is that doing it this crowdfunding way and working with VidAngel is they're very creator protective, meaning they, they, they honor the vision of the creators of a, of a project. And so part of the deal was that the content was still ours. And so my, I'm able to really own my lane in this project. So that was important, and especially for a project like this about the life of Christ, you know, the content is everything, and we can't have that be, be at all compromised. So they were very supportive of that, which was cool. But yeah, I, I really love. I feel it gives me some a sense of freedom that I can be 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 part of the content and, and kind of own that piece, but not have to be responsible for everything else. So I've I've loved that process and have been excited about the fact that, like I said, some of their concepts and ideas have have 
been far beyond and have worked way better than I thought they would. And so now I know I can deliver on my side and we can kind of just impress each other with our, with our various strengths and not have to necessarily worry about our, our weaknesses being exposed because we kind of fill in those gaps for each other. Let's talk a little bit uh, in a few minutes we have left here about the some of the creative decisions within The Chosen. I know that there's some actors in here that have some rich history and in, in doing some, you know, really deep character acting and, and these things. But it's, you know, it, you didn't set out to do what maybe some faith producers do that go, who's the hot name in Hollywood and let's put him front and center. You know, there, there, seem, there seemed to be an intentional decision to have this cast be... Just a mind, I don't even want to give words to that. Just a mindset that went into casting this. Can you talk to us about the thought process as you went to sitting down and going, who's going to play these roles? Yeah, it was it was one hundred percent based on, you know, who's the best for the part. Who we're striving for authenticity, one hundred percent, and we didn't want to be distracting at any point. I mean, the star of the show is is the show, is the content. I mean, it's it's a show about Jesus and the disciples, so we don't necessarily need star actors to bring attention to the story so that we were, we were able to be like, you know, we, we were lucky in that regard that we don't have to find stars. I think that sometimes, especially in Bible projects, when you have a star, it can sometimes be distracting, especially in a Jesus project. That's not Jesus. That's Kevin Costner. Right. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. right. So the, the one role that we get where we got an actor who most people recognize his face is, is the character of Nicodemus. We got an actor by the name of Eric Avari, who most people wouldn't know his name, but they recognize his face. He was my first choice. and he, But again, he was chosen because he's a phenomenal actor. And his performance as Nicodemus is just astonishingly good. But all the other actors, a lot of them are just are newcomers. I mean, no one has seen them before. But again, we were striving for authenticity above all else. And so the performances, the look, again, trying to make sure that this wasn't white European Jesus show. You know, it's it's they really do look ethnic and they look like what the people probably looked like 2,000 years ago in the Middle East. So that was our, our number one. We Again, we just decided to make our we, – we just – made a conscious effort to make sure that our decisions were based on authenticity and and you know quality for the parts and that was really freeing and so we were able to choose the best actors for each role and I think we did that. Dallas, thank you for being with us today. If people want to find out more about the chosen, where do they go to do that? Yeah, so www.thechosen.tv, thechosen.tv is depending on when this airs, you can go and watch episode 1 for free. And if you love episode 1 and you want to see more, you have an opportunity during you know, most of, of 2019 to purchase and you know, download and, and order episode, you know, all four episodes. They come out publicly in, in the fall where, you know, on the VidAngel streaming service where you can get a free month. But for now, the website, thechosen.tv is where you can see all our behind the scenes stuff, all our videos. And then of course, watch episodes one through four. I love it. I'm going to be sneaking into the screening room later on this week to check out episode one and can't wait to see that. Thank you for being on the program. Best of luck. And yeah, I will, let me mention one yeah, more thing please. if you don't mind. I, I keep forgetting to mention the book. We have this devotional oh, yes. book. I'm sorry. The Chosen 40 Days with Jesus, which is the companion devotional. Now, the cool thing about the book is it could exist even if the show didn't. It has the same approach that the show does, which is to explore the stories and the backstories of these characters that Jesus encountered. And we believe that if the audience who watches the show or the readers of the devotional book can encounter Jesus through the eyes of those who actually met him, 
they can be changed in the same way. And so the the, the devotional book has, has really been blessing people as well because it's not only a companion piece to the show, but it's, it enriches your own walk with Christ because you really get deeper into these And these probably a great resource for small groups and churches that want to kind of watch the episodes together and sit oh, down yeah. and talk through them and everything else. Yeah. So, so it's great to prepare for the show with this devotional. It's great during the show and after the show. It, it works. It was really designed to be not only a companion piece for the show, but again, if you're just looking to enrich your walk with Christ— it's 40, 40 devotional entries that all take you deeper into these stories. I love it. We'll give links to all of that on our show notes. Dallas, thank you so much for being on the Lucas Miles Show today. Welcome back anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Always good to see you. Thanks. If you've enjoyed listening so far to the Lucas Miles Show, then I would like to invite you to head over to my website at lucasmiles.org. That's lucasmiles.org. And there you can find all sorts of goodies like my ebook, Unstoppable Grace, as well as my book, Good God. Also, if you haven't yet gone to lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter, you can go there and you can download a super secret chapter X, we're calling it, that didn't make it into Good God, but I think it's got all sorts of great material and resources for you. So in the topic of that chapter is the story of authority. So make sure and head over there and grab that. It's at lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter. And please let us know what you think. 